Hi, this is JR from Less Than Jake, and you're listening to Sunset Flip Radio. Thank you, fuck you, bye-bye, everybody. Happy Friday, everybody. It is Friday morning. Welcome back to Sunset Flip Radio, your number one podcast for the art and sport of professional wrestling. For the 131st time, as always, I'm your co-host, the Million Dollar Father, Mr. Thomas Lisi. Join with the most handsome dad on the phone this week, Mr. Alex Drayton. Alex, what's going on? Yeah, we are, uh, we, we, you know what, hey, as something breaks at Alex's house, uh, we, toys, 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 toys are flying. as, as, as other podcasts who can't meet up every week face to face, they may say, hey, you know, we'll cancel an episode this week, or, you know, we'll, we'll do double the amount next week, we don't do that here in Sunset Flipperator, we promise to you new content every week, because the world of professional wrestling changes every week, and obviously we're going to be providing that every week, so hence... We don't miss a week. So, welcome back. Thank you for sticking with us for as long as you have. And remember, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. So, uh, before we talk about, you know, the meat and potatoes, which is whatever we want to talk about, because we don't follow any scripts here on Sunset Flip Radio, uh, just some news from AEW. To no one's surprise, um, CM, it looks like CM Punk, as of this morning, will not have his contract brought back or renewed or however you want to say it, meaning that Tony Khan, who seemed as one day he's the one day he's the smartest guy in professional wrestling, getting all these people to come back now, he looks like he's the dumbest guy in professional wrestling with the fact of CM Punk not being able to hold up his part of the bargain, even though he shouldn't have never came out and said what he said after he won the title for the second time and this whole thing would have happened. So, on that um, note, CM is, Punk, stay CM away. Punk is now the, sorry, CM Punk is the Kanye West of the wrestling world. Stay away from wrestling. Do not come to the, to the WWE and Triple H if you're listening, which I hope you are. Thank you, and listen to our back catalog. And please do not bring him back into the WWE. He is nothing but a cancer to the profession. He is a cancer to the sport. In my, in my opinion, his days are long and gone, and I think that his height of his popularity is long and gone. And to some fans, he may seem like a cult following or a cult wrestler, but to everyone else and the fans that really watch wrestling just realize that he is just a crybaby who is never happy with his life, and he wants to be the front page of everything, and it doesn't work like that. So on that note, sayonara, good riddance, arrivederci, and I hope I never see you on my television again unless it's something to do with that's something that's not wrestling. Oh, I forgot you tried to do UFC and you had two matches and you threw like two punches in those two matches. So um, I was never a big fan of him coming back. I was never a big fan of him in the first place. Uh, yes, he did. Yes, he did get a huge pop, but all of his matches are pretty uh, self-explanatory, meaning that you knew the outcome was that obviously it's hard for him to lose with all the money that he makes and everything like that. But um I'm kind of happy that when we go to Rampage in a couple weeks, that yeah. he won't be there. Yeah, November 4th will be there, Atlantic City. 
Um, I'm very happy that he's not going to be there. Um, I kind of feel bad for a lot of wrestlers in AEW right now because right now, uh, Hangman Adam Page got hurt. Unfortunately, it wasn't a major concussion. Major concussion. Yeah, he's fine apparently, but I mean, it's it's just an example of you know, can you consider this a sloppy shop? Well, if you really think about it, you have no CM Punk, you have you have no Adam Page right now, you have no you have no um, uh, Adam Cole. Um, you have a lot of these wrestlers that aren't even in the company. And then you have a lot of wrestlers that are getting recycled one week here, the next week they're not, um, to the point where very unforgettable, and it's very uh, confusing to be a fan of AEW right now, where half your show is being devoted to Ring of Honor, which was a bankrupt company that you bought just to get the contracts of wrestlers and to get the content of wrestlers from 10 years ago, like Seth Rollins and... 20 years ago and CM Punk and all these guys to, get, to, to try to get that library, but you're not bringing it to the forefront, which was your whole goal from the first place. So, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, a lot to digest there on your, on your very uh, long diatribe there. I mean, but, it's, uh, it's, it's, if you Tom, think about Tom it. Tom got his, his sediments out and all of his feelings, and uh, I mean, I, I, can, I can second... That really, to be honest with you, I mean, I feel the same exact way about Punk. Never a fan, but I also wasn't watching around the time where he was at the top. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm pretty not, you know, I'm not missing much um, as far as his run in AEW. Yeah, that was a cancer. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, it was I mean, a great idea at the time. Uh, I mean, the real sides come out really quickly, and within a year, year's time, give or take. Um, you know, we really got the true side of CM Punk, so he can go back to doing his C-level uh, horror movies <laughs> and writing comics or whatever he does in Chicago and selling ice cream all of a white truck. Yeah, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. Was it smart for them to bring him in? Absolutely. It was very smart for them to bring him in because it was nothing just a moneymaker. People wanted him back. People wanted him on the television screen. And you knew that everybody knew... Yeah, everybody knew that WWE wasn't going to do it, so why not have their biggest competitor bring him back? Where you know the whole point is to bring that back these wrestlers, and you know all these wrestlers say the same thing. You know, everybody goes to AEW. Brian Danielson with the AEW. All these older guys. Oh, I want to work at younger talent. Younger talent. Okay. So CM Punk was that right? He was younger talent, and he worked with younger right. talent he such as. Yeah, he just said that just to but say it. What actually happened? Yeah, he had one loss. I think it was the MJF on Dynamite or something like that, or something to do. I think it was MJF, or uh, I think MJF beat him by like, or Wardlow did, or something like that. Didn't they have that dog collar match? Yeah, but CM Punk won that. Oh, God. Yeah, and he went over on Moxley, and he went over on Page to, to be champion. But, I mean, you know, his whole purpose to be in that company was to face younger talent and for younger talent to go over on him. Because, honestly, yes, we're living in a society where. It doesn't matter about your age in wrestling anymore. Look at Edge. Look at guys like AJ Styles. Yeah, right. 40 is the new 25. Yeah, I mean, Finn Balor's 41. He's doing the best work right now in Judgment Day. And, I mean, yeah. the way that they're being presented on the screen is very good. But, I mean, you know, for CM Punk to try to hold up his end of the bargain, even though at the end of the day he's really looking at the dollar sign more than really why he's there, which is my opinion. I mean, I think that he didn't even know why he was there. I think he got roped in by Tony Khan. I mean, yeah, he got roped in by Tony Khan. He saw how much money he was going to get. He knew how much the Khan family is worth, including his father. 
And I mean, it was really, it was an, I mean, you can't blame the guy. It was an offer that he couldn't refuse, but at the same time, in the eyes of wrestling fans, it's an offer that should have never been made, in my opinion. Another guy who came out of retirement from, well, self-imposed retirement, nothing uh, medical or, mm-hmm. or whatnot, like yeah. most people, and chose to take the money, which is, hey, listen, you know, that's what we all do, right? Oh, yeah. There, I mean, right? I would take listen, the money too. Everybody's got a price, right? Yeah. Um, you know, as Ted DiBiase did once say, everybody has a price, but you know, I mean, maybe I'm just being a selfish wrestling fan and you know what, there's, there's nothing wrong with being a selfish wrestling fan. Cause you know, I've been watching it for over 30 years and you know, I, I, I can say my opinions on things and you know, I can say how I feel. I think I earned that credit, but I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's just frustrating because yeah, you know, I supported AW. I've, I've bought a couple pay-per-views and you know, our, our walls are, are, covered not with wallpaper but with wrestling figures that we went out and bought and buy with our hard-earned money but i mean at the same time i I feel like i can say what i want this is this is that vehicle for it and basically what i want to say is that AEW right now just seems like they're completely lost um you know i I may yeah i mean i may sound like i'm repeating myself every week but i mean every week just gives us more evidence and more fuel to put on the fire about how completely lost in translation this company is one week, yeah. you, one week, you're at the height of your, at the height of everything. This is when, this is before, I mean, to me, AEW peaked, in my opinion, when Cody Rhodes was there, right when Malachi Black was there. At this point, you did have CM Punk there. You had Chris Jericho doing phenomenal work, right? I think it went downhill when Christian signed, but that's beside the um, yeah, I mean, he was brought in and still, and still, he's another guy, you know, he's another guy that that got, that got brought in by the dollar sign, but I kind of feel like that we started to see the tables turn when CM Punk became champion, because... Which everybody wanted, but yes. you knew that was either going to be really good, or in this case, very bad, uh, yep. but the very bad was only, so, we're in this position, uh, Punk, let, let's judge Punk pre uh what was that word they use a scrum versus post scrum right pre scrum well it sounds weird when you say that word mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> ooh, hey now get in trouble with that so um before that happened so before he, he was championship back again and before his foot injury things were okay which were which happened because he dove into the crowd let's not forget about that but after that all this escalation and, and between him and the executive vice presidents which are the young bucks and omega yep you know as as a professional which he should be and a businessman which he should be definitely and from what all accounts they're saying that he sought them out or vice versa whatever because you hear two different sides um, you know, this is intense. You know, he then he just went on a, a Kanye West level tirade, and all you see is Tony Khan's reaction, which is priceless. Like, oh my god! Oh, he's co- he was so coked he up out of his mind too. Looked like looked like he was coked up out of his mind. Well, I, I, off of whatever donuts or whatever they got. Remember, they always shouted out that lady's donut. Yeah, I, you know that that big. You know, his pipe bomb 2.0 that happened at the end of uh, All Out. You know, when I first when I first saw it, I was like, eh, this could be a work. But then when I read, when I started reading about the altercation, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then, like, you know, what, what these wrestling platforms are doing is like, oh, you know, Ace Steel got fired. And it's like, you know, what do the wrestlers think? Th- that guy anyway, so See, screw that guy. He's, uh, yeah. he's expendable. He's uh, controllable. 
collateral damage. Exactly. And I, as, and I remember I commented, I think the 434 put like, what do what does the backstage wrestlers think of Ace Steel getting fired? And I commented, who gives a shit? Honestly, who really gives a shit of the guy? Jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? Yeah, like he bit one of the Jackson brothers or he bit Omega. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Right, he's affiliated with CM Punk. CM Punk instigated what happened. He put the fuel for the Young Bucks and Omega to attack him. Then a fight happened. No shit, he should lose his job. I am 100% on the side of him losing his job because what he did was a pretty bad thing. If you really look at it, you start an altercation with your executive vice president. This can all date back to the fact that this is why you shouldn't have wrestlers having positions like this while they're pretty active in the company. Hence, all the fuel. Well, I mean, it, that, that's a tale as old as time. I mean, we've had many pl- people who booked themselves. I mean, uh, most notably WCW. Uh, had Rhodes. However, there's a different side to that. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Nash was a booker. He was the one that that ended Goldberg's streak. And, wow, ironically, (laughs) Kevin Nash was the guy that beat Goldberg to end the streak. So, I mean, you know, having wrestlers be a booker, having wrestlers be part of an AVP or a management team, it does have its ups and downs. The ups are, hey, you know, if it's a really good wrestler, you're going to see him on television every week. And then, ironically, the downs are... Something like the trios title where you have the Young Bucks and Omega going for the inaugural one. You know they're going to win it. And then the down part is this, is the fact that you have pressure from other wrestlers, right? Altercations start easily. And this is how um, negative situations really determine what kind of company you are. I mean, the kind of company that I'm looking at when I'm watching AEW now is just guys that are there to wrestle and guys that don't know what their future is because it's changing so much, right? Like there's no continuous storyline with the exception of MJF. Now, when he came back and got the poker chip, you didn't know when he was going to cash in the poker chip. But now he's calling a shot and saying when he's going to cash it in, which I don't like that. Well, they, they only did that because they had to fill in time. So if that was the plan the entire time, maybe they had that plan for this week of Dynamite rather than this past week. So he's going to be wrestling at full gear. He is so over as a face that he's trying too hard to be a heel, and it's not working. It's not working at all. He's just, like Right now, the MJF that we're seeing is kind of like when The Rock didn't know to be a face or a heel. During this time, like attitude error after after the Rock, you know, lost to Austin, he he kind of came back with this new persona. You know, fans are getting behind him, but yet he was still playing that heelish figure. This is how MJF is right now. He's trying to be the hardest heel in the company, but at the same time, he's not getting booed like a heel. He's getting cheered like a like a face. So it's it's I mean, this that's what you want. Today's world, right, with MJF. That's the line that we draw. There's no clear face and heel. If you're a cool heel, you're going to cheer you. So no matter what, if you try to generate some cheap heat to get people to boo you, you're still going to get cheers. So now you have to adapt and kind of give some of your character a nuance to still try to become an established heel. But it's okay to ride that line. If no, no, it, it is. The line, he's got to do it, but he... It's okay to ride that line, but I mean, at the same time, now if you're AEW in this situation and he keeps and he keeps getting sheared from now until November nineteenth, which is full gear, 
when he's facing right. Moxley, do you put Moxley as the heel in this category? Or will, will more fans levitate or gravitate to Moxley as the heel? Because we all know what's going to happen. I think, actually, it would be really refreshing because Moxley, yeah, it's tough. So, right, he's supposed to be this locker room leader, you know, piggybacking off the stuff we were talking about with uh, CM Punk, right? He looks like he comes and cuts that promos, uh, talking about the locker room and, and all that backstage stuff that if you read into it, you know what he's talking about. So he's supposed to be the face. He's supposed to be the guy. Can you have your guy turn like that? Absolutely. I don't really think so. I think uh, you not, can. Not at this point, and then put that on the shoulders of MJF, who can probably take that mantle. He is one of the four pillars, no? That yeah, I mean, yeah, he is one of the four pillars. So is Sammy Guevara, who we last saw not knowing what's going on. Darby Allen is main eventing Rampage every week, and Adam Page just got a concussion. So, I mean, you know... The four pillar whole that whole four pillar thing, which first started kind of relatively new into AEW, I think that's kind of lost its pizzazz, I guess you can say, because they're not being booked like the four pillars of the company. I mean, jung oh, it's, it's it's I'm sorry, it's Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, Guevara, and MJF, right? Yeah. Those are the four pillars. So, I mean, Jungle Boy is lost in his character right now because you know he's having this other persona come out against Jungle Luchasaurus. MJF I do doing, like that they're using the moniker Jungle Boy Jack Perry, like the, the whole thing. Yeah, it should just be Jack yeah. Perry, I think. Yeah. Drop the Jungle Boy, you know what I mean? It was better when you were part of Jurassic Express, which makes it sense. It doesn't have to be Jack Perry. I, I think the Jungle Boy Jack Perry, I think that fits. That four, you know, that long name, I think that works. Okay. Yeah, as opposed to just Jack Perry's just kind of... Well, unless he's just going to become a guy who uh, he, he's like his dad where he just dresses up as 90210 character. Yeah, I mean, Jack Perry, you could be like, be you know, fun, Jack, Jack Perry sounds sounds like every any other Joe Schmo name, you know what I mean? But that's his real name in life. So, that's a fake name you use to create free accounts to get free weeks of, like, Hulu Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like Jack Perry can either be, like, the name of a fictitious lawyer in Law and Order, or it can be like your plumber that you just called. You know what I mean? Like it has totally different meanings or the right. same universal meaning. But um, right. no, I mean, or you can be Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes, right? you can. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I I think with an I, I I think I know where this is going, and I think a lot of wrestling fans know where this is going. MJF has to be the champion at the end of Full Gear. Um, yeah. Moxley has to take the vacation that he wanted to. I think that's the yeah, whole plan. Yeah, I think he I think Moxley instantly that he wasn't getting that vacation. Yeah, I mean, if you look at what's going on, Jericho's going back on tour with Fozzie, and um, MJF won the poker chip. He was supposed to beat Punk. Punk's gone. Moxley is the band aid that you call a champion right now. Um, he was supposed to be a six to eight week vacation. We would have, he, he would have been gone, whatever. That's fine. So you can still take your vacation and just have MJF be the champion. That's perfectly fine. I think fans want him to be champion because they just want to see what's going on with the mess champion. Um, now, but the problem is they want to give him this chance, but if you got to give him, if you're going to give him the championship, right, mm -hmm. you have to already know where you're going to go. with him. That's what I was going to say next. Is they got to think of who, who can go up against MJF right now in that company, that and, and get a couple months out of it to the next pay per view. Exactly. And, uh, February. Exactly. 
I mean, is it Brian Danielson? Maybe not, because you can't take Brian Danielson seriously after he lost to Jericho to try to get the Ring of Honor title. And now him and Willa Uter are kind of arguing, yes. and now, yes. now you're going to have Daniel Garcia versus Brian Danielson, so he's gone. Adam Adam Cole, who knows? He's hurt. There's John Moxley's out the window. CM Punk's out the window. Sammy Guevara, Austin, he's a heel. Take his vacation, but then, then uh, Renee Paquette just uh, debuted as yeah. an announcer. But I mean, she but, can she can take time off, and and no one will care. But this is the problem. See, th- this is the true. thing. AEW, they just bring people in, they take them off your TV so fast. Like like here's a good one. Whatever happened to Dan Lambert? Remember Dan Lambert? Oh yeah, he they were him and American Top Team. They were around for like every paper. Yeah, they were around every week. Seemed very annoying. And they would like almost close shows and stuff. And so like, what? Yeah. So so here's a good example. So I saw an interview with him, with uh, Chris Van Vliet. Right? It was an interview. What happened to Paige Van Zant? Right? What happened to Scorpio Sky? So basically, the way Lambert said that he went up to Tony Khan, he was like, you know, Scorpio Sky's getting knee surgery. You know, they're going to repackage Ethan Page to basically the same person as he is now, as part of the firm. So Lambert's like, you know, I think this pretty much, you know did its toll and that's pretty much it and tony Khan was like all right see all right cool see you later and that was it that was it you you're on television every week you're closing out dynamites like you said with scorpio sky as the tnt champion you have your american top team which is a stable which rotates each week which basically whichever mma fighters available to be on the show and you know you sign Paige van zant she wrestles one time and she's done you sign her to a contract, so technically she is under contract. But it's it's just these decisions that this company is making that they're kind of making the decisions that if every show is their last show, this is how they're going to go out, right? They don't care about the past. They care about what's going on right now, and they don't care about the future. They just want to do each show at a time, and that's the big difference between them and the WWE. A good example is... You know, look at Dominic Mysterio teasing to be part of the Judgment Day. Bray Wyatt's been teasing for two months. Yeah. Each week, it you get a little bit... Dexter Loomis, for Christ's sake. Now, the Miz has a shoulder injury. That's why that planted the way it did, right? But, I mean... Um, but Dexter Loomis debuted like two months ago. So, it's like... That's the, that's the biggest problem. The biggest problem is... That there's no continuous storylines in AEW to make you believe that they're really serious about what they do. They just do one thing at a time, and that's it. That's it. Right. And that's the biggest frustration as a wrestling fan. Because, like, you know, okay, I want to see what happens next week. But do I really want to see what happens next week? Chris Jericho defends a Ring of Honor. T- he wins a Ring of Honor title. Then he has a celebration. Then he lo- then he beats Chris Jericho. He beats Dalton Castle. And then what? Now he's on tour with his band. Okay. There, that's it. Like, there's no... There's nothing else that comes out of it. FTR? Here's another good example. FTR is the best tag team in that company. And they're not even on television. If they are on television, they're wrestling these no-names from Ring of Honor that you're trying to give FaceTime to, which no one knows about. Yeah, and then they got something going on with Sean Spears now. Like, I, they're back. Yeah, I like know. Sean Spears shows up, gets. Not on TV often. Sean Spears comes back. FTR drops a promo about him coming back and basically using the 10 gimmick, which was huge in WWE. You bring up the AEW really to get a cheap pop. Really but 
he's viewed as the chairman and he's getting face cheered. It's so confusing that, like I just said, they don't go, they take each show one show at a time and don't think about the future. That's the hardest thing about watching AEW because last week it's like, okay, um, you know, uh, what's a good example? The Acclaim, right? Okay, so The Acclaim, they had this huge feud with, with Lee and Scott and Swerve, right? Yes. And now you saw that Lee and Swerve are probably going to break up somehow, and then that gets pushed for two weeks, and then they don't even mention The Acclaim with, with uh, Swerve, Scott, and Keith Lee anymore. Now The Acclaim is feuding with Smart Mark Sterling and Tony Nice. Over intellectual property for using the scissor me daddy thing. So, so you're taking, which I, which I heard is not so much a, a work as it is a shoot. I believe. Well, no, the whole scissor me thing is the most popular thing that's on your television right now. It's selling the most shirts, but yet you're banning the the top. You're banning the acclaim from saying it because Smart Mark's gonna come out. It's a good old lawyer gimmick in professional wrestling. Like, yeah, I why? get what's like going on. Like, I, I, I clearly get it. Like, you want to hear them say you want them to do it, but then they can't, and then it reaches a point where they finally say, ah, screw it, or they, whatever, you know, win the rights to it, and then just keep doing it again. You know, it's like... It's not entertaining, though. Like, the whole, like, a good example. How long did DX say suck it for? Oh, forever. For well, they, years. They for years. How long for did Stone years. Cold stay? That's the bottom line, or, you know what I mean? Or, you know... Give me a hell yeah. Like, you can't cut the most popular phrase in your company, and you can't... It, it's... it's. Oh, I, I just can't even... I just can't factor how you would do that. You're selling merchandise. You're selling all this money because of that one phrase, and now you're not going to say it on television? Yeah. You know? Like, scissor me daddy ass? Like, for the company that was being known for, you know saying what you want but if you notice tbs slash tnt has been a lot more strict with bleeping out some stuff that they have you know what i mean i think they're uh, like what like shit oh bleeping yeah bleeping like you know yeah, bleeping stuff out, yeah. yeah that wasn't there months ago but you know like that's what happens so i mean i i, I yeah, that's a weird play because that's where you thought where they would be able to get away with it a lot yeah, and, and that's what kind of made them different. Like, like it's so hard for me to talk about AEW because, like, if you if you started listening to us when AEW... Basically, we've been around for as long as AEW has. Um, about, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I've, I've always been a big AEW fan, but I liked it in the earlier stage where it wasn't so much of a capital gain of, you know, let's get all these wrestlers into a room and that's just to have them on the roster. Now it's like... You know, you have names like Ray Phoenix that's been there from the beginning, and Penta and Penta, who's been there from the beginning. You know, they're they're forced to wrestle trios matches with Pac, who's been there from the beginning. Pac just lost about the Orange Cassidy, which is perfectly fine because Cassidy's been there from the beginning, and he is very over with the fans. But like, you know, like the Dark Order obviously ended with what happened to Brody Lee. But I mean, like, I'm trying to think of previous people that were very good in my opinion like when you brought in malachi black and he was doing his thing with cody rhodes that was really good television the way he debuted was really good he took out arn anderson which is really good he took out cody rhodes and then he went over on cody twice and then cody beat him because he's cody rhodes 
but I mean, like, that whole phase, like, that was great. That was when, like, you really wanted to watch because that's when you really thought that the competition was almost level to what WWE was doing. Then they brought in Punk and they brought in Cole and they brought in Danielson. You're like, wow, this is really, you know, going on. And then all of a sudden, to me, it just kind of seems like overnight is when, you know how last week we talked about if you get Bray Wyatt, you're getting on top of the hill. If you bring the rock, you're over the hill. Like, we talked about that. Now, you reference at the AEW where you bring all these guys in. Like, you're at the top of the hill. You got CM Punk. You're selling the T-shirt. You're selling at the United Center. Oh, you're getting all these viewers. And then, like, something happened overnight where something must have clicked. Or, you know, I don't want to blame CM Punk, but I kind of feel like he had a lot to do with it. I really do. It could be. I mean, you never know what standing he had with the company and influence what decision or stop some decisions from actually happening. Yeah. And I mean, like, we're not privy to that. Yeah. And and I mean, like, you know, you know, and, 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 you know, everybody out there, I'm not a hypocrite. You know, I, I still watch it. I watch it every week. Um, it's like you said, Oh, I'm not going to watch WWE. No, you can't. I mean, listen, if you're a wrestling fan, especially right now, yeah. I mean, remember wrestling fans, some of them still hide in the closet. Some of them don't like to admit that they're wrestling fans. Okay. It's it, it's it, it's 2022, everybody. If you like wrestling, you can talk about it. It's perfectly fine. No one's going to judge you. With everything else going on in the world, if you like wrestling, you can talk about it. Okay. So it's more of a, it's more of a wrestling is now more of a safe space. It is. Um, it's open. It, it's more freely talked about it's open it's in it's a big part of pop culture always has been and we've done episodes on that yeah i mean like um, you know if i see you know huge. so now everybody everybody knows some iteration of a wrestler at some point in time so yeah, wrestling is everywhere I, I constantly say this and we should probably make a shirt that says that yeah it's like it's like right now where all the 12 year old kids are wearing metallica shirts that say master of puppets right so all, all, all these kids are wearing the Master of Puppets t-shirts and they're like, oh man, you're a Metallica fan? Name one Metallica song. Oh, I, don't, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Please don't so, name anger. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, this 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 band called Led Zeppelin, I just like the shirt. Okay. So like, right. you know, like like you said, wrestling's everywhere. You go in Los Angeles, you right. go to a nightclub. Zeppelin was a, a like, you go to Los Angeles at nightclub, you see someone wearing a $400 wrestling t-shirt that was made in 1998 that says Austin 316 on it. Oh, it's vintage. Okay. All right, so now wrestling is vintage. But, I mean, wrestling is everywhere. Maybe we'll call out the episode of, of the podcast this week. But, I mean, you know, I wanted to start off with AEW just because, you know, like like when something gets pushed in front of your face so much and you just see things that aren't normal, you have to talk about it. And, you know, is it considered a sloppy shop? You know, all these different injuries that are happening. Is it bad luck? Is it a sloppy shop? You know, it's it's really hard to determine what it is. I mean, right now, you know, you got a lot of stuff going on in AEW. You have interim champions. You have Tony Storm. You have Thunder Rosa. No one sees Thunder Rosa. She's hurt. No one likes her. But yet Tony Storm is the interim champion. And Tony Khan says that th- when Thunder Rosa comes back, it's going to be one champion. It's just, it's a lot going on. It's it's just a lot going on. And now you got to deal with Ring of Honor people. This was like when they did AJPW Forbidden Door. You had New Japan wrestlers. Like, like they were talking about how come the pay-per-view buys weren't high for Forbidden Door. 
No shit, Sherlock. If I if I haven't watched NJPW, why would I buy the pay per view? Right? Why would I buy the pay per view? And ironically, December tenth, Ring of Honor is doing their next pay per view, and NXT is going to be doing one too. The, the the Ring of Honor one is during the day, so now maybe that's why we've been seeing a lot of Ring of Honor more in AEW to get the eyes on that, so they sell more buys for the December pay per view, which is smart. Yeah, the last few weeks, I think that's what you've noticed more, more. Yeah, uh, and you put the belt on Jericho. Stars yeah, and stuff. And I think that's what it's for. And if I'm not mistaken, there is going to be a finally an announcement about. An ROH streaming service or show or something on a streaming service. So finally, the announcement people thought that they were going to get. But guess what? If a tree falls in the woods, does anybody hear it? Does anybody give a shit? Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, you know, as as far as AEW is concerned, it's it's a soap opera. No pun intended, because people call wrestling soap operas. But it's okay. a soap it's a soap opera that changes every week. And just keep your eyes on it because it can either be a dumpster fire or it can actually bring some kind of clarity into the world, but it's being pretty foggy right now. And like yeah, I like and like I said two weeks ago, before Bray Wyatt came back, if Bray Wyatt does come back, then AEW's getting the cemetery plot ready to go. If The Rock comes back, then they're digging their hole because they can't keep up. They can't keep up with this machine called the WWE. And right now, leading I think in, the WWE is really—it's um, clicking. They're really it's, putting the, their foot on the throats, and I think the next couple months, with whatever they decide to do, because they got—it's clicking. The beginning of January pay-per-view, so there's nothing from Survivor Series to the Rumble. They got rid of day one. Yep, they got rid of day one. Yeah. Right. They put a lot of wrestlers from the main roster onto NXT this past week. Did they did it to try? To obviously for viewers, and they didn't make as well. They didn't gain as many viewers. I mean, they did six hundred ninety-two thousand, and Dynamite did seven forty-eight. So Dynamite's the best AEW's best show did seven forty-eight. Basically, WWE's third show got six ninety-two. Last week on Raw, they did one point nine million. Okay, the week before that was one point five eight. So they're seeing a, a steady increase in viewership because. Like you just said, WWE is putting the the foot on the throat of AEW. Like they're hitting them hard. Like they're 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 going quick. Like they're not they're not letting this play out over weeks and over weeks and over weeks. Like they're doing stuff that is getting the eyes of fans that haven't watched in a really long time. I'll tell you what, AEW's downfall is the retirement of Vince McMahon. Yeah. That will go down as the benchmark for where things for both companies either tailed and it went in a spiral, downward spiral, mm-hmm. went, you know, tailed downward, or you know the WWE going up. And of course, they're only as good as the stuff that they continue to keep putting out. You know, they're going to have ebbs and flows. You know, AEW is going to have massive months where they're on top, and you know, it's just business. This is always how it's been, right? Same thing with uh, WCW was doing that for a while, and WWE had to play chase and so on and so forth. Um, but I think that Vince retiring and everything that set all those precedents forward, all these people coming back and being used in the right way, and basically Triple H and trips yeah. trust. So. No, I mean. You know, we've always said before when Vince McMahon was in charge that the E was the biggest part of WWE entertainment, right? He's an entertainment guy yeah. from the beginning. Correct. You know, bringing Correct. in bringing in Hulkamania and, 
you know, Hulk Hogan being everywhere, being the only wrestler to be put on Sports Illustrated, having a cartoon, being in a Rocky movie, uh, the whole WrestleMania itself. It's all about entertainment for Vince McMahon. You know, I, I bet you back in the day that the F, he really could have made the E and it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. Um, but with Vince, you're getting entertainment. With Triple H, you're getting more wrestling, but yet there is still some entertainment. Like a good example, Elias comes back this past week on Monday Night Raw and Matt yeah, Riddle. Beard is. That's only a couple of weeks, man. Yeah, and Matt Riddle wants to talk. Yeah, and Riddle wants to play bongos. He's like, you want to hit my bong? Like, that's entertainment. But yet, they're still providing quality wrestling and a good amount of it. Like, if you really look at the show, the way it's kind of being played out each week on Raw and SmackDown, there's a lot more wrestling than there was with Vince, which is perfectly fine because that's what fans want to see. Fans want to see wrestling. And yet fans still want to see entertainment. So the foot is on the throat. The foot was on the throat with the with the acquiring of Bray Wyatt, bringing him back into your company. And, you know, we haven't talked since last Thursday. So we didn't have a chance to talk about this past week's SmackDown and Raw. So, I mean, it was good entertainment. What did you think of Bray Wyatt's promo? Basically, with Wyndham, because that was the Wyndham character, yeah, um, coming out. Um, him, him or the Wyndham character, or a com- amalgamation of both. I think that was. I think, I think what we're gonna see from Bray Wyatt right now is we're gonna see Wyndham, like his real self, which we have not ever seen. Well, yes, so we haven't fresh. seen him. This is a new. This is a new Bray Wyatt, but. If he I mean, wants, you hang out with him every week, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, like, if he came out tonight and said, "Hey, you know, my real name is Wyndham Rotunda," okay, you know, <laughs> cool story. Okay. No, I'm just saying, like, last week was that kind of promo where he kind of came out. Like, if you didn't know his name was Wyndham, like that was to me that sounded like that was really him, and that was Correct. really smart. Yes. That was really smart because everything that he talked about. He lost people in his life and all this stuff. Like he basically, true. he basically outlined what happened the day that he got released from WWE. So yeah. it's a story that people know about, but no, but no one's really talked about it because he's never really talked about it until now. Which is the perfect setup because as soon as he gave his heart and soul out for those five minutes, we see the cutaway to the Titantron of the Uncle Howdy character. Which, if you listen, yeah, that's re- if that guy is, huh? That's what that guy is named. Yeah, yeah, I think I think the trademark is gonna be Uncle Howdy, but um, Uncle, Uncle Howdy. Uncle yeah, Howdy. but if you listen close, you can tell it's Bray Wyatt's voice. Oh yeah, yeah. You hear that southern drawl? Yeah, like, yeah, it's 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 Bray Wyatt's which is voice, fine. which it's, is fine. It's perfectly fine. We all know him to be just all these people. Yeah. So that still fits. I'm not surprised. Now, like you know. We we talked about the whole Wyatt Six, you know, can we name six wrestlers that are going to be part? I don't think we're going to see that. No, I think it's just six personalities that he's had. Yeah. And, like, if he, if he, if he wants to bring in, if he wants to, now his brother got re-signed, so if he wants to bring in his brother to join him, that's perfectly fine, but he doesn't need to be dressed up like a rabbit. He doesn't need to be dressed up like a, like a witch or the fiend. 
right? I think what happened was the whole thing that happened before when he debuted at Extreme Rules again, you saw the six personalities that were there. You saw the Firefly Funhouse being a big dust bowl, right? Basically, you saw the death of that, and you saw the birth of this character that we're seeing that's Wyndham, but he'll go by Bray. He shit. Music. I liked it. I did too. I, I, they have yet to release any It's the band same band, Code Orange. Really, uh, clamoring for it. Yeah, it's the same band. Um, yeah, Code Orange, yep. I like to use the door again. He's using the homage to uh, Brody Lee with the blue light again. Um, I really enjoy that. And at the same time, I enjoy the Titan Tron, you know, gimmicky thing, you know, the, the different character. It makes you want to watch it again next week because it, it ended SmackDown with that. The last image you saw was the Bray Wyatt symbol with the, with the different character, his split personality, right? Maybe his split personality will be the reason why he's bringing people into the company like like Rowan and his brother. Like, do I believe that Liv Morgan is part of him? I don't know about that. I mean, they kind of tease that because if you watch Liv Morgan, when she jumped off the top of the la- of the ladder, if you look in the background, there is a uh, case on wheels that has a piece of paper on it that has the, the um, what do you call, the symbol for Bray Wyatt. And then next to the symbol, you see someone wearing a hood. Did you know that? Um, it's somebody. It's a black hoodie, right? Yeah, someone's wearing a black hood, and I, I didn't notice it until like people paused it and then or, like, did a screenshot of it and then yeah. kind of zoomed in. Because Again, it, it's really a blink if you miss it kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's all these Easter eggs. Like a good example is when Ray Mysterio was talking to Bray Wyatt to Triple H in the background. Again, I've seen that. his symbol was his on symbol was on that too. So like. Triple H has come out and admitted that the lights flickering and these little Easter eggs, that was Bray Wyatt. And the QR codes was Bray Wyatt. He finally admitted that. So, I mean, do I believe that all these things are revolving around Bray like the whole, the, we're starting to see a dark side of Liv Morgan? Well, ironically, in October 26th, Liv Morgan's going to be on an episode of Chucky. Maybe that's why, because it's her dark side and she's going to be on television on the USA Network where she wrestles already, you know what I mean? Maybe it's that because they've done that before. They've brought in they brought in outside shows to kind of um, throw a gimmick in and they, they to promote that. Yeah, yeah, they did it again this year, which is mm-hmm. fitting. Hey, you know, you're gonna use it, use it right. Yeah, and they do. But I mean, what what Triple H is doing so well is that he's giving allotted time to the people that need the allotted time. He's, he's given the right amount of time for each feud. Like, a good example the other day is on NXT. Yeah, you brought in all these different wrestlers. You brought in Shinsuke to wrestle. You brought in the OC, which is good because they came back. Sony Deville's on the show. Kevin Owens is on the show, which is smart because Kevin Owens was from NXT and pretty popular. But the biggest one which, which drew my eye, which I never thought I'd be talking about this, was Austin Theory. Right? You never thought that Austin Theory could use his money in the bank in NXT, right? No one believes that he's going to cash in on Roman Reigns. So, to me, I think it's more believable if he does it in NXT. I think it's more... uh, I think it's better for the company if he doesn't cash in on Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. Because, again... For you to beat Roman, 
you gotta be like the guy. And he's not the guy. He's not gonna be the guy at the Rumble. He's not gonna be the guy at WrestleMania. You know, you can either go two ways with Austin Theory. You can have him use it in NXT, or you can have him give up the briefcase and lose it in a match just somehow, some way. I.e. Otis and the Miz. But whoever Well, they, they might do like a triple threat thing. Yeah, they could. Um, you know, I mean, if Austin Theory tomorrow goes into NXT, say Dragunov, say Dragunov wins and Austin Theory cashes in. Okay. That's just another layer. That's just another character that you can bring in. And there's even talks of Shinsuke maybe going back to NXT. There's talks of these other wrestlers that may be going to NXT. Which is perfectly fine because if you don't trust what's coming up in the system, you got to back it up with the people that you know that can provide what you need, and that's fine. Well, you know, there's two things. There's two schools of thought. You know, those people are getting exposure, and the and the you know the main roster talent, mm-hmm. and they're they're doing work, but also they're help training the new people down there. So I mean, it's it's a you know. It's a rite of passage, like it, you know, it always happens. It's just it, you have to find the right formula for it. So. Yeah. And then, so I mean, I because if you remember Austin Theory, he came up to be one of the disciples of Seth Rollins. Correct. And then it was him and Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins. Then he gets yep. sent back to NXT. Does a lot better working with Gargano. I ironically. When Gargano comes back, who does he get feuded with? Austin Theory. So the chemistry is there. I think that when he was under McMahon's tutelage, I think that he was being forced into situations where he didn't make it seem like he was a believable character to do what he was intended to do in the eyes of Vince McMahon, which was to be the next John Cena. I don't see it. He didn't see it. I mean, for Christ's sake, he was the pre-main event of Sunday Night at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You got to be pretty good to, to do that. I mean, the pre yeah. the pre main event. And, and technically, Vince's last segment, I guess, in a way, was with him. Yeah. And with Pat McAfee. Yeah, which is you know it's high regards coming from him. Yeah. What do you think of Baron Corbin? Um, I <laughs> thought the 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 attire was atrocious. I'd almost prefer the Applebee's attire again. <laughs> You, you, um, you almost like the uh, the Applebee's host? Yeah. Uh, the JBL uh, promotion promo um, was classic JBL. How baggy were his pants? 2005 to 2007 JBL, like old school. Probably not in this era you can make fun of those things again like they used to. No. It was what it was. His, pa- that, his pants were really baggy, I thought. Yeah. He was swimming in those pants. Yeah. He got he got a fit from uh from uh what's his name Steve Harvey's closet. Yeah. Um, he to me, <laughs> Baron Corbin's outfit. He looked like uh, you know what he looked like? He looked like he looked like those equestrian athletes like during the Olympics that wear like the skin tight beige outfits. Yeah the 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 brown equestrian yeah so the yeah horses, uh, they're wearing those brown crop pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, his new gimmick is a combination of Happy Corbin. To me, it just seems like he's Happy Corbin, but dresses better. 
Yeah, but even as Happy Corbin, it was still kind of. I think he dressed better then. Yeah, wear like the like the, the silky the silky T-shirts and everything yeah, now. He he looked better. He looked better before than he does now because that outfit. He looks like he's Shayna Baszler. He wrestles in Shayna Baszler's clothes. Yeah. Now it's funny because I think he's coming he out. He's coming out with a new gimmick, I think, like the Wrestling God or something like that. So, I think what they're going to do with Baron Corbin is that they're going to give him, like, what JBL had for him, but just have it be Baron Corbin. Like, the Wrestling God and all that stuff. Which is fine. I mean, if we're going to see JBL on a television cut pretty funny promos and do all this shit, okay, cool. Go for it. But, I mean, you know, everybody was clamoring for, hey, bring back the Lone Wolf. You know, that the, the the darker side of Baron Corbin. A lot of people like that part. You know, put him with a shaved head rather than a receding hairline and going thin. Okay. Put him in all black, have him his tattoos. Okay. You know, yeah, like, even better. And he's got more tattoos now. I mean, that look now with a bald head instead of a going bald and really long hair mm-hmm. probably look a lot better. And he didn't take his shirt off, if you notice, because he wasn't technically like the most built guy. But I, you can tell he got more built. Um, you know, he, he never wrestled with his shirt off. And I think... Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. So, I mean... But, I, again, that's a part of the storyline that you watched f- six weeks ago. And now, six weeks later, he comes back. And now, next week, you want to see what he's going to do. See, that's the big difference between what AEW and WWE is doing is, is that they're giving you drive to come back next week. Um, you know, next week, will will the Miz come back? You know, like the Miz has a legitimate shoulder injury. That's the whole reason why that match didn't happen with Loomis. So we'll see something with that. I did not know that. Yeah, like, like he, has, he has like fluid in his shoulder that keeps appearing and he's hurt legitimately. So, I mean... You know, I hope that we see Loomis in a different light. Maybe that's why we saw Gargano go after the Miz a little bit to tease in a come in a couple weeks. Maybe we'll see that. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, like you said with Austin Theory, maybe we'll see Owens or Gargano go after Theory or something like that. Again, there's a lot of stuff that has to be told, but there's still a lot of stuff going on that's you know, good to see. And it's all work in process, but it's a good stuff that you kind of want to wait. Yeah. yeah, the JBL and, and Corbin stuff. we just seen it last week. They've been off TV for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Now they're back. You got to give time. Uh, you got to give things room to breathe. Yeah, so, I mean, like, if you think about it. In the next three weeks. Next week? Over the next course of three weeks, which I hope they're on for three weeks. I hope they're not off for TV for two weeks. Because then yeah. we're going to have to kind of push the timeline back. But, I mean, um, two weeks from now, executively for three weeks, we'll see where we go and, and the, where the promos go for Corbin and mm-hmm. what happens with the Miz and, and stuff like that. I mean, and Loomis. That's the smaller stuff. Two weeks from now is Crown Jewel, so I mean, yeah. you know, they're doing yeah. the smart thing as they're bringing Logan Paul in for SmackDown tonight. They had footage of him training with with Shawn Michaels, so they're yes, still bringing that. that. Yep. Um, I don't think we'll see Roman Reigns tonight. I think we'll see him next week. Um, and we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Bloodline involvement, but not. Yeah, yeah. Like, like maybe. Like, I think tonight we'll. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely see Sami Zayn tonight with Logan Paul. We won't see Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns 
is only going to be on television for, I think, a couple more shows. Roman's only billed to be on... I know he's going to be on the Halloween edition of Raw, Crown Jewel, the Crown Jewel After Survivor Series. He's only going to be on, like, from now until we're at Rumble, maybe five or six more times. Wow. So, again... How do you back that up? You back that up with, with Bray Wyatt. You back that up with Seth Rollins being United States champion. Do you know that Seth Rollins is defending the United States title against, like, Theory on house shows? Did you know that? Roman is? No, Seth Rollins is. Oh, Seth. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, Seth Rollins is, is wrestling against... Theory, so that means Seth Rollins is playing a face on the road, which is interesting. I'm, I mean, uh, he, he might. I don't know. This is tough. But now we're going into a deeper hole here. Now with Ali thing. too. Yeah, I mean, he he's got that thing going on with Ali, or what looks to be something that they're going to be doing soon. Um, I think Ali and him are going to wrestle a Crown Jewel. That's fine. That's, that's fine. fine. That's a great match because that's his first match as champion. I, I mean, Ali, you know, based on his... his Ali can wrestle. He can wrestle. Yeah. I think that he Ali... Yeah. yeah, he's a great in the ring. He's not bad in the mic. Kind of believable character. Be a good first opponent for, for Rollins. that are pre-taped. Like, you know, he's got a great knack for, like... A convincing promo. Come on, man. He was the leader. Remember, he was the leader of Retribution. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you being facetious? Yes, yeah, so I'm being sarcastic. Like Retribution was the second coming of Christ, which it wasn't. But well, we had a Messiah for that a Monday Night Messiah. So. Yes. So I mean, I think it's a good challenge. Uh, meanwhile, Riddle is still in the back burner, right? So yeah, Riddle's just kind of playing. There. Riddle is a toss-up, man. I don't know where you go with him right now because I, I don't know what's going on with Randy. Exactly. And it, there's so much there that you don't want. I don't want him to get lost in the shuffle because he could be a main event player. But they booked themselves into a corner by saying he can't challenge Roman, which yeah. they did touch upon on TV recently. Randy, very nice yeah, fallback. Randy is the meal ticket for for Riddle. Right, um, until that feud hits its head, which it could. Yeah, you know, Randy could come back as a full-blown heel and take him out for saying, "Hey, dude, you stop calling after a while." Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, they're really I mean, af- the, they're they're afraid know, for Randy. Trope. Like, there's there's yeah. reports that Randy's injury is pretty bad. Is is bad? Yeah. So, I mean, if you lose Randy Orton, I mean, you're losing a, a what a 15-time World Heavyweight Champion who had the second his maybe third or fourth coming to reality with being paired with Riddle. Yeah, that coming to Jesus moment. Yeah, I mean, after he burned the Fiend, you know, he was kind of lost in the sauce after. I mean, he was champion. He beat Drew. Drew beat him back, and then he was kind of lost. And then and then he gets paired with Riddle, and, you know, RK Bro was born, and you're selling a lot of T-shirts, and it's very entertaining, and... All this stuff, and you know, you get an injury, you drop it to the Usos, and, and then you let the bloodline go, and then you let Riddle do some good work at Rollins. So I mean, you know, with 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 uh, Randy taking some time off, it kind of helped everybody out. But now, you know, if he did come back, which he may not, but if he did, it'd be kind of hard to bring him back in unless he turned heel on Riddle. Yeah, 
Because you can't have him go against the Usos, because that's that's old news. You know, the Usos is being saved for the blow up of Jimmy and of and Sammy. Yeah. You know, it's gonna it, it's gonna come down to it's really gonna come down to Sammy getting turned on by the bloodline and Kevin Owens saving him. Yeah. And how 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 cool? I mean, what is what is KO doing right now? Anything? Um. Well, he was teaming up with Gargano against the Alpha Academy for a couple weeks, but nothing really interesting. That's why what we've seen him do on uh, on NXT. Yeah. I mean, I I always thought that he would be a good opponent for Rollins, um, as a U.S. champion. Um, but. I mean, after Ali has a shot, we're looking at Survivor Series. Maybe KO could, deserves a belt. I mean, it, you know, you got a built-in feud there with KO and Rollins. I mean, these are you're getting in the mid card. You got a lot of quality people that you can put together programs for. You months, do, right? You do. But in the main event picture, it, it, you it's don't. very bleak. It is. You know, you you got Bobby out of the main event picture because he's feuding with Brock. And I mean, but I mean, that just that be a one. That right again. We have that, to talk about that. Yeah, I mean that right there. That that is being paid for by Saudi Arabia. That's Saudi written all over it. Brock Lesnar against Bobby Lashley, two man well, you beasts. Said that, yeah. I mean that's that's Saudi right there. Um, nothing after that. I don't think. I don't think it's going to last all the way to WrestleMania because I, I don't. I, I just don't see it in the cards for Bobby to be like that that far to go ahead with Brock. Um, well, there was there was talks that Bobby wanted to lose. So here here's here's so there's a built-in storyline here that they could go with. So Brock had pitched not Brock. Uh, Bobby had pitched on having I know MVPs with Omos and stuff, so he's got that stuff going on. But mm-hmm. um, Bobby really was trying to pitch him going on a losing streak and getting pretty much depressed and gaining 70 pounds. Yeah, I heard about this. 70 pounds on him and just kind of getting fat, kind of like how Mac did on purpose for It's Always Sunny. Yeah. He, he legit gained all that weight and then lost it all. Now he looks like a brick shit house. And that's the same thing Bobby wanted to do. So that could happen in a sense where, and he wanted MVP to be the one to pull him out of it and be like, dude, you used to be better or, you know, kind of reforming the hurt business and then him losing that weight and getting back into shape. And, and that could probably happen if he loses to Brock and then they wrestle again, which takes months to get back there. And that's how you kind of stretch it. Um, that would actually be really cool. It, it would be, it would be entertaining. I mean, done, I don't think, I think that'd be more of a Vince thing than a triple H thing. To be that honest, was where he was pushing, that was who he was pitching it to originally. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that trip that Triple H won't go with. I think that's something that Vince Vince would have been like, "Oh, that's that's some good shit." You know what I mean? Like, that's you know, let's shit. let's get your fat. <laughs> Basically, it's like a depressed. It's it, it's like sad Corbin yeah. just getting fat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's sad Corbin but getting fat. Right. So I mean, it would be really interesting because Bob, like, I watched Bobby Lashley work out with like Sheamus. And like, I mean, Bobby Lashley, like, he's just—I mean, he's—he's he's just chiseled out of granite. But I mean, that's an interesting thing. I don't. I mean, if if he went over and beat Brock, 
that's huge for Bobby. Which which is why I kind of feel like him dropping the belt to Rollins, I wouldn't be surprised if he went to Saudi and beat Brock clean. Yeah. That I I was I was that was my train of thought. That's where I was gonna go. Kind of think. kind of like a receipt. Like you lost your title, but you're gonna beat Brock Lesnar overseas in Saudi as a thank you. But then did it even matter then? Like for what three weeks of a build, if if you want to consider it that. Yeah, but then at the same time, is that anything worth writing home about? But at the same time, you're also thanking Rollins for what he's been doing for for months. I have no, no, taking Rollins out of the equation. I'm talking about the Brock and Bobby of it all. For them to just have this, I guess, one off of three weeks where people have been really clamoring for this for many years and for it yeah. to have uh, more gravity to it. Well, I mean, I okay. That would be a waste of their talent and a waste of a damn good storyline. Okay, so if so, you can do you can do it a couple ways then. You can have them interact at the Royal Rumble. You can have Brock cost Bobby at the Rumble and they wrestle Mania. You can do that. You're saying this is Brock and Bobby too. The first one was what the day one match last year. Yeah, but that really didn't but count. This is their first solo. Yeah. So I don't know why they would. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, I think. I mean, I think this is their first row match together. I mean, I don't think that you can really count that yes. fatal five way because remember, Big E was a champion, and I mean, yes. that 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 ten minute spot fest ended up with. A horrible decision of unifying the belts, and that's where the position that we're in now. Right, and so it all comes full circle. Right? It does. A whole, a whole year ago. So I mean, is this going to be the the one off for them? Possibly, maybe. But if they did extend their feud, it, it will go to Royal Rumble and it will go to Mania. Yeah. So I mean, but I mean, I they're doing—they're cool. doing the right thing because. So far, I don't for... want to see a one-on-one. I don't want to see rubber matches. Like I'm talking no. the the trios. Yeah, you, the fifty-fifty booking until somebody finally decides it, and you knew who was going to go over in the first place a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I want to see a definitive. No, this person won all two matches. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Cody. Fair. If you look at the Cody Seth feud, they wrestled three times, and Cody won three times. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, now there's also reports that Cody Rhodes maybe, maybe, you know, rehabbing quicker. Like, like, don't forget, Cody Rhodes is waiting in the wings, too. Like, this is interesting because, you know, if Cody comes back and he takes the belt off of Seth Rollins and Cody's your United States champion to be on Raw every week, you know, there's no signs of, of, of splitting the belts up then. There's a, yeah, there's a great way. So I, I heard... So somebody, uh, again, I, I listened to a bunch of other podcasts, and somebody had dropped the fact that, I think it was uh, on Rosenberg's uh, Cheap Heat podcast, the guy, uh, stack guy Greg, they call him, um, he had mentioned that, you know, with Cody in the, in the mix for this, um, <coughs> excuse me, the, the championships and, and being the one to beat Roman, he had mentioned that Cody comes back, wins the Rumble, uh, as, as expected, and here, and then... The next night, of course, we know who he's going to challenge. He's going to make his promo and whatever. But instead of Roman coming out, I, although it's a, a, a Raw, The Rock's music hits. And then The Rock comes in the ring, talks to Cody, and then here comes Tribal Chief. 
And Roman comes out and says, you know what? You know, obvious, you know, stating the obvious, you know, it's going to be you and me for this belt, these belts, plural. And you know what? I'll take both of you on. And then you have your one night. Roman's got her double duty. Roman faces the rock. He wins. And then obviously he loses to Cody on Sunday night. So you're saying that Roman Reigns is going to wrestle two nights at WrestleMania? Yeah. I think he has to. Honestly, I think he has to. This year only. First time ever, uh, obviously, because we've only been doing this for so long. That's quite you interesting. Pull double duty. You got two belts. You got to pull double duty. Either going to lose both of them, or you can't do one-on-one. Roman can't lose two nights in a row. So you're going to have a non-title match for whoever is the head of the table, which we know who's going to win. And then Roman, not being at 100% and having to wrestle in the main event again the next night, is going to lose to Cody. And then here come all the pyro. Here come the the moments you're going to see in video packages for years to come. So Roman's going to main event both nights. Absolutely. And you can't you can't tell me you can't co-sign on this one because it sounds pretty dubious and pretty good. That's not bad. But, I mean, to me, I think it's too obvious that Roman's going to lose one. Eh, well, sometimes those predictable things are good. I mean, yeah, he's got he's got to lose something, he, you know. He's got he's, he's got to beat the Rock. Both things in there. He's got to beat the Rock. Both nights a sellout. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna it's have gonna to be no matter what. But he's gonna have to beat the Rock. Yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. I mean, basically, but yeah, but. You're slightly intrigued. By I am intrigued, but I mean, with Roman's character basically being too good enough for everybody, do you think that you can see him saying, you know what, fuck it, without saying the word fuck it, but you know, you know what, I'll have two matches at WrestleMania, I can do it. I'll, I'll tell you what, it won't be coming out of Roman's mouth personally, it'll be by way of Paul Heyman hyping things up. And convincing him to do it. Or how about it be out of Sami Zayn's mouth? I mean, that's kind of where we've gotten for a couple of these matches on, we've seen on SmackDown and Raw. I mean, that that also, by doing that, sets up other angles as well. So you, you kind of get things from the bloodline and then stuff with Roman in the main event. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing. Okay. It, it's a nice, interesting wrinkle for something that we know could be clearly obvious, but done very well. And I have all the faith in the world that they'll do all these things correctly. Now, going back to kind of where we started, not in the AEW, but the Bray Wyatt of it all, does Bray Wyatt have anything to do with this stuff in in the immediate future? What, but taking the belt off of Roman? Not necessarily taking the belt off, but being involved in any of these angles or anything like that. I don't know. I mean, I haven't really thought about what Bray Wyatt's doing. I think what Bray Wyatt's doing right now is kind of still establishing his character. I mean, right well, now... of course. Of yeah. course. I mean, let, let's say middle of December, I asked you the same question. What do we know from now? What do we know then that we don't know today? That's tough. I mean, does, does Bray Wyatt go after Roman? I mean, Bray Wyatt could be the guy to take the build off of Roman. I think, you know, I think uh, we'll, we'll know if he's going to do that or not if somehow Bray gets involved in Survivor Series. I think I think the, I think Bray go. is going to get involved with uh, the Bloodline uh, at Survivor Series. Um, but back to you, again, back, no back to you. Now, yeah. So taking all what we know today with no pay-per-views for 
uh, from the end of November on mm-hmm. through the end of January, technically, until the Rumble. There's a lot of time. But I, I'm expecting them to do some sort of funky um, kind of show yeah, kind of Raw or SmackDown, similar to what AEW does. You know, there's going to be something in the in-between. And, and technically, there's a Monday Night Raw the day after Christmas. I there believe, is. Because Christmas is on a Sunday this year, so Raw is the 26th. Yeah, and they're doing the holiday show at MSG with SmackDown wrestlers. Okay, so they're running two shows mm-hmm. with the SmackDown wrestlers, and Raw will be coming from wherever it's going yeah. to be on. Yeah, Sma- SmackDown. It's going to be a SmackDown-heavy show at MSG the day after Christmas. And yeah. then, yeah, but but back to your back to your uh, your theory with um, the Royal Rumble. I mean, I think everybody knows right now it's pretty self-explanatory that if you had to pick one person to win, it would be Cody Rhodes. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Now for the women, are we comfortable with that? Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with Cody Rhodes winning because it he's not tele- being telegraphed. You know, we all don't like it to be. We all kind of like. The enjoyment of what the Rumble brings, although the last few years we like to spoil it because we already know. We, I mean, we're, like, we're yeah, I mean, like, like the thing with Brock Lesnar. I mean, once, once we knew that Brock Lesnar, you know, uh, wasn't wasn't going to face uh, Roman at the Rumble that year because it was it was Seth. I mean, I wasn't surprised. I mean, when when Brock Lesnar entered thirty, I was like, oh shit, this guy's going to win. Same thing with Ronda Rousey. Like 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 when Ronda Rousey was in, I'm like, oh shit, you know, Ronda's gonna win. Yeah. But I mean, you know, we're facing that. I mean, people, right? You're like, oh god. Yeah, I think why. I think Cody should appear before though. I think that he should do a pop a pop up on Raw to kind of take away the obvious. Yes. Okay. Very good. I'm with that. I I like point, that rather than. That yeah, because I mean, we're all going to wait around. Oh, here comes number thirty. Oh, you know, you know, there's only but one family in wrestling. It's going to get quiet, and then you're going to hear wrestling has only has more than one royal family. Yeah. Tom, you could write theme music. You're to say. Um. Do I do I like the fact of? Yeah, but you see, here's the thing: The Rock and Roman has to be Sunday night. Okay, I mean, you know, the Sunday night, it, it's tough. I mean, eventually... It has you know, to be Sunday. You you, 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 you can't you can't have Cody Rhodes on Sunday Night of Mania take away from The Rock on Saturday. There's no way. There's no way. Because right now, apparently, the penciled-in main event of Saturday night is Bianca vs. Charlotte. So what are we going to do? Women's matches going forward every Saturday what 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 have what has Triple H been main eventing Raw for almost yeah, every week and opening every week? He's still high on the women, man. I'm telling you, that's his meal ticket. And that's fine. There's, that's I'm, perfectly I'm fine. Because great. No, no. Women's wrestling is phenomenal. I love it. I think Bianca is awesome. I think that, um, you know where Ronda is is going to set up for a Becky comeback. In Becky winning the Royal Rumble, I there's think that a, I think a story there, but she's gonna win it. Uh, she's gonna win it a couple years, you know. Two that's years fine. Out of the five, that's fine. Who else right now can win the Royal Rumble? Believably, that's on that roster. Well, it's, um, it's the middle or the end of October. I mean, nobody right now. If I had no a if I had to pick one name, if I had to pick one name, I would say maybe Rhea Ripley. Okay. 
That's it. Uh, which she is on a heater. Uh, she's on an upward tick. Here, oh man. God, Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Ripley is doing the best work that she's done. Judgment. See, now she can win this, so she's exactly. in a spot where she is the highlight of Judgment Day, and she's not doing anything but whispering into Dominic's ear. But you want to know what she's saying, and you're so intrigued. She's mm-hmm. doing all character work with no wrestling, with the exception of what happened on Tuesday at NXT. Yeah, and because she's, she's been she's been she's been rehabbing she's been rehabbing an injury. She's been rehabbing an injury for the longest time, which is fine because because we're learning more about her character. She is the leader of that group. She is the leader. I think we, the best thing that happened to her was having this injury because she had she's forced to kind of be better and make her character. Yeah, better. I mean the best thing that happened was to be honest, getting Dominic in that group because he is under the wing of of Rhea, and when you're under the wing of the leader, the leader pops out, and you really see the sign of her, the side of her, the side yeah. of her that was never there because, you know, the way that she got brought up into the main roster was kind of wonky. She had the the fancy entrance at at, at the Pirate WrestleMania with only half the fans were there. She beat Oscar, and then she was kind of lost. She turned on Liv yeah. Morgan. She was kind of lost. She joined the Judgment Day under Edge, and then realized, hey, you know, look at this great performer we have. Tri- this is Triple H's girl. We always say Triple H's boy. This is Triple H's girl. Yes. Um, that's the one that he picked from the beginning, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So it's her time to shine. She's doing great. Um, but I still think on paper, I still think the moneymaker is Bianca Charlotte Night One Mania. I'm telling you. Bianca Charlotte? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. I mean... Mm-hmm. I think well, it is. that's fine, but yeah. uh, you know, Rio can be fat. Remember, there's two belts, so yeah, that's perfectly uh, fine. That's perfectly fine. Because I mean, I mean, you know, we, we're still waiting for Rhea versus Bianca. I think that yeah. Rhea, I think Rhea and Bianca is going to happen, but I think with Charlotte coming back relatively before WrestleMania season, I see Becky. Yeah, so have, I see yeah, Becky and Ronda yeah. happening definitely. Yeah, so you're gonna have. The following year in Philly, then be probably Rhea and Bianca. You could. You could. I mean, at, at the rate that we're going, because you have to kind of close, you're basically trying to tie up loose ends from storylines past right now mm-hmm. and get forward with the, let's say, the youth of the women's division and, and keep going that way. Yeah. Got it. We'll see what happens. There's, there's a lot yeah, to tell. I mean, it's, it's all intriguing and all fresh. Everything's stuff. intriguing. Everything's fresh. Who knows Every, who's everything. Gonna be better and who's going to get a good storyline? And then we're talking about them in three months, and they factor into mania plans. You just never know. It's so unexpected what's going on, and what what is also unexpected is the fact that Halloween Havoc tomorrow night is actually, I think, going to be pretty decent. Yeah, I actually forgot it was on a Saturday. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. Um, you know, but you know, we'll give it, we'll give her opinion of that, you know, next week on a brand new episode. I mean, this week we, we, we hit you hard with AEW because it had to be said, ladies and gentlemen, it had to be said, we're, we're, we're watching a dumpster fire happen in front of our eyes and we have to talk about it. That's what we have to do. That's what we do best is, is, is we talk about the obvious, but sometimes the obvious isn't too obvious until it's right in front of our face and we're seeing the, the the collapse, in my opinion, of AEW, and we're seeing the rise of WWE to be higher than it's been in a very long time. Yeah. So, on that note, you know, come back next week. We'll be here with a brand new episode. Um, 
Thank you for listening. Find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Sons of Flip Radio. Um, the way you're listening to this, you can listen to us again next week. Um, you can email us at sunsetflippodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy Halloween Havoc. Enjoy wrestling. Enjoy your weekend. Um, as always, I am your co-host, the Million Dollar Father, Mr. Thomas Lacey. Join the most handsome dad on the phone. Next week, he'll be in the studio, Mr. Alex Drayton. Yep. We are Sons of Fabrita. We are out for today. And as always, peace, love, and wrestling, and take care. You're...